Hey, good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us here today. We're so happy to be with you, and we want to especially wish all of our moms a happy Mother's Day. We love you. Thank you for all that you do. Today is such a special day to be together, and though we are with you remotely, we are with you in spirit, and we celebrate all of our moms. Today's a special day, and that's part of the reason why we're not here today. We were thinking, you know, this is our anniversary weekend. We were really excited about getting away. We've really needed this time just because of all that's been going on. And so we thought, gosh, we want, but then when we discovered it was Mother's Day, we're like, gosh, we can't be two places at once. And then we thought, you know what, we can, you know, with the recording, with the technology that we have. So here we are with you in spirit, and we have uh, a message for you today. We just can't wait to share. But I wanted to begin, Andrea, with a question. And that is, what did you want to be when you grew up? Great question, and I would have to say that I always dreamed of being a musician mm -hmm. and wanted to go to conservatory and study music, uh, wanted to perform music, always dreamed of playing concertos with a live orchestra and all that awesome stuff, as well as um, composition and writing music. But my, I started doing so much in worship, you know, as a young person when I, I started at the age of 12 in terms of being in worship. And so I love ministry. I've always been in ministry. And so another thing that I dreamed of was, was being in the ministry when I grew up and marrying a pastor. So yeah, yeah. that worked out awesome. And um, I also dreamed of having children and having a full house, having a big old house, definitely, and a horse farm. I grew up uh, riding horses, loved horses. Many of you maybe in the same camp. Um, horses are awesome, and so I would go trail riding. So I dreamed about having my own horse farm and uh, teaching. I love teaching music, so I always wanted to be involved in that as well. And so, but definitely God changed my plans along the way, as I know you guys probably have the same type story, that God will show you what he wants for you. And so um, I did go to music school, but it took me a lot longer than I thought it would. And so those are some of the things I wanted to be, but I want to throw that back at you. Yeah. What are some of the things that you dreamed of being when you were young? Well, you know, like a lot of boys, you know, you, you, you dream about firemen, you want to be a policeman, you considered all those kind of things. But what I wanted to be was some kind of something unusual. I wanted to be a geologist. And uh, I remember looking at rocks and studying rocks, and I just thought, man, I want to be a geologist. But as the older I got, I thought, you know what? Man, this is playing with rocks all the time. I thought I didn't want to do that. But then I, then I really wanted to be an engineer, and that's what I really locked in on. I wanted to be a football player, start getting big, and I wanted to be a football player, wanted to go to college, wanted to be an engineer. And I thought that would, would be a beautiful thing until uh, at age eight, 17, I gave my life to Christ, and everything changed. And after that, I wanted to be a missionary. And that's uh, where God got me. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. That is so awesome. Yep. How God shows us what he wants. He puts those things in our hearts. And today we're going to talk about something so dear to God's heart. Yep. We're going to talk about this morning with you. Considering, so Andrew and I were thinking about, about Mother's Day. We're thinking about what's so powerful about being a mother? What's, what's so powerful about what mothers do? And then, of course, we expanded into the idea of legacy. You know, Andrea's mom passed away recently, and she was very dear, near and dear to both of us. And one of the messages that I shared there was on legacy. And so we wanted to really expand on that this morning and why it is so incredibly important. And so there are going to be three things we're going to share with you today in how to get a legacy, how to build one, and so we're going to focus on three things, living, learning, and loving. You want to build a legacy, learn to, to embrace your life, embrace what God is teaching you, 
and then embrace the most important thing we know in Scripture, and that is how to love people and love God. So we're going to talk about that today. I think the first place we should start is just talking about what is legacy. Mm -hmm. And the definition that we see in the dictionary is that what we leave behind or we pass on for others to enjoy, something that is part of your history or that remains from your ancestors, something of intrinsic value that you pass on to those behind. And it, it's such a powerful gift that we've been given to be able to build a godly legacy for our families, for our children, for those that we've known in the Lord, and to give them something that has intrinsic value. And we know that in, that is eternal value. Mm -hmm. And so we want to look at legacy today. And um, from the perspective of, as David said, living, learning, and loving. And the most powerful thing that we want to say to you today is that you can begin today. That's right. And every single thing that we do as unto the glory of God and loving him and loving others and that which is done in faith, it will last for an eternity. And one of the stories that we used to read to our children was called The Lupine Lady. And it was Miss Rumpheus, and she had always dreamed of making a difference in the world, because that's what we all want to do, is right. make a difference in this world. We want to leave a mark. And so that's what this lady wanted to do. And so she went many places and did a lot of traveling and, and finally realized that what she wanted to do was leave beauty in the form of this little flower called a lupine. And so everywhere she went, she was gathering seed and gathering seed. And then she began to cast the seed. So when she traveled, she would cast the lupines. And when she was riding her bike and she was walking down the road and in the village and seeing the children, she was casting seed because she knew and she understood that sowing was going to bring a reaping. And it was building a legacy, something that was going to outlive her. Yep something that would be beautiful for those behind her. And so we know that in the natural is a great analogy, but its spiritual application is that everything that we do in this life, every word, every action is like a seed that goes down into the soil. And as David said, a legacy is something that is built and it's built over a lifetime. You don't just build a legacy in one year or waiting to the end of our lives, but it should start when we're young. If there are any young people here today, know that you can begin to build your legacy today. And it's like an, an investment, right? Mm -hmm. And you're that's just right. putting more and more away. And that's part of that heavenly reward. Now, going back to that story, what I loved about the lupine lady story the most was just the thought that after, and, and in this story, she left those seeds everywhere all over the island. And what was it? Purple, pink, and violet, you know, flowers. And, uh, and just the thought of that years after her being gone, those flowers would still be there. And, and people would ask the question, a child might ask, well, where did all these flowers come from? And everybody would say, well, it was Miss Rumpheus. She, her dedication to that. And it know? also struck me that when she stopped trying to reach her own goals, it, it almost like it unlocked her purpose, which yeah. we're going to talk about. Yep. And when you find your purpose, it begins to be, what am I leaving for others? What am I doing for others? Because we're talking about a life that is surrendered to him, yep. our faith, for, our faith mm -hmm. and our love for him. Yep. Well, today we're going to talk about those three ways that we can build a le legacy because legacy is important. And really, you know, it's a word, but really what we're talking about is what we pass on to others. And we, we, we've shared with that, but it's something from our life. And, and, and what's really cool is that God has given us 
all something to pass on. We're going we're to build on that here this morning. So the first point in this, Andrea, is living, right? It's our life. And what we mean and what we're talking about here is that our life matters in everything that we do. So our life, what comes out of us, what, what is our gifting, what are our skills, what, what we know that providentially God has given to every one of us in order to be able to pass on. So when we talk about living, we're talking about embracing what it is that God has placed inside us. There's another word that we use a lot, and it's purpose. And knowing what it is that God has made us to do. And the thing that's interesting, Andrew, is that I think we often lose sight of that. We lose sight of our purpose. And, 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 and because we do that, I think we just be, begin to implode, you know, and, and because of problems, because of struggles, because disappointments, right? Things don't happen the way that we thought they were going to, you know, going to work. But so purpose is all about us, you know, sowing the seed of our life. It's like the, 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 the lupine lady. We, we realize that, that we're made to do something. And, you know, I wrote that in my notes is that, Andrea, we are hardwired. We're hardwired to do something for God's glory. God said, be fruitful and to multiply, didn't he? And, and so how do we do that? Well, and whether we know God or not, I think every individual has a desire to want to build, to, to create, to make something that goes and lasts beyond them is what we're really talking about. So embracing our life, seeing our life is, is incredibly valuable and not really losing one minute of it, right? Ephesians 5, yeah. 16 says, make the most of every opportunity. And I think that's such a powerful yep. scripture because it speaks right to this, David, what you have been saying right there, that we have, we're going to be giving an account of our lives yep. and everything that we have said. That's the good and the bad. And yep. one of the most powerful things to realize is that we are not going to do this perfectly. And we're right. going to be getting to that in yep. the learning. Right. But to not think that you have to make all the perfect decisions to be building a legacy because yeah. what's built in is that we will fail yeah. and we will fall, but to always um, be willing to learn from those things. And so we want to look at as far as our, our living, like how can we live our legacy now? And so as I was looking at my own life mm -hmm. in my family, I realized we have to have a vision. Without a vision, we can't have that purpose that God has for us and we That's can't right walk it out. We need uh, those goals, but we, it starts with a vision. Yep. And so I know when, when David and I first got married, I envisioned a strong marriage and, and, I, and that's what I wanted. And so I committed that to the Lord. And I knew that as I committed my way to the Lord, I was then going to have to work at it and I was going to have to be faithful in it. And also having a vision for wanting children and wanting a family. And I think that that is a good thing when we're young and also in the seasons of our lives when we're changing. You may have a new vision for your life because we blink and our kids grow up, right? So enjoy each moment that you have, but continue to keep your eye on the vision because, you know, life just passes us by so quickly. And so that's why it's so easy for young people to think, well, why do I need to think about legacy now? Yeah. But some of the most important decisions that yeah. you make, well, happen between the ages of 18 and 25. So hear this message, be encouraged that um, God is building you and you, by God's grace, are building a legacy. And um, so another thing is I just had a, a, a vision of our family being a team. Mm. 
and and a team rallying around you know the lordship of Christ and and knowing like David is saying that we've all been given special gifts and talents and and abilities and aptitudes and even those things maybe we don't feel like we're very good at but God calls us forward and it's it's overwhelming to think that he has prepared the way and so um yeah back to you well I was just going to say that you know Mother's Day is a perfect you know backdrop for what we're talking about here and you know for you Andrea it was to you realized that you were hardwired that God had placed inside you a desire to want to be you know a godly mother and we want to make that point here this morning is that when we're talking about living we're talking about something that God puts inside you so obviously as believers what we're talking about here is God has made you for something God has made us all for something whether that to be a, you know, a mother or a father or to be a good coach or to be you know, an inventor, to be somebody that creates something. But I, I think when we tap into that reality is when you know, the creativity does begin to flow and, and, and it gives us that value. It gives us, you know, even though we're valuable without doing stuff, right, Andrea? We're not, and we don't have to do anything to be valuable to God. But it is he who has said, look, I have placed something in you that is going to come forward so you know that's what you were talking about as far as being a mother and and that was in your heart that was something that god put inside you and we have to be intentional so because i realized since we are on, um, celebrating mother's day together that we have to be intentional when we're raising our children right and i realized that we so um, deeply believe that one of the most powerful things that we can give our children is a loving marriage mm -hmm. is a marriage that's strong and so when the kids are little and as they begin to grow we need to realize that we have to nurture you know our friendship nurture our relationship because mm -hmm. that is one of the most powerful legacies that we will be leaving our children mm -hmm. as well as um, the sacrifices you know that that we make not not only for our children but mm -hmm. for those that God brings into our lives because legacy is Humility. Legacy is sacrifice. Legacy is realizing that our lives are not our own. They belong to him, and we are a conduit of his grace. And so, you know, for us, we, our journey, we felt like God was calling us to educate our children at home. And so a lot of those dreams that I had of being a musician or, you know, working full time and having, you know, opportunity to train musicians and all of that, it's like it got shifted mm -hmm. because I realized, well, this is, this is a God vision yep. and this is the calling on my life. Yep. And maybe I'm not the greatest educator. I'll never be able to give my children everything in, in those terms, but I made the sacrifices by his grace and together we joined as a team. And, and so you can fill in the blank with whatever it is that God has yeah. given you. Just, just seek him and be willing for him to adjust your vision. Yeah. But out of those sacrifices has been the greatest joy because I realized that everything I wanted to do, I'm doing. Yep. I'm doing within our home. Now, that's my journey. There are so many ways yep. that God gives us to raise our children and raise our family. Yep. And um, so the scripture, as before we move on to the next point, that God just really laid on my heart was losing our lives. And that sounds so counterculture. Mm -hmm. But when we lose our lives for his kingdom, yep. we will find it. Yep. And the kingdom of the upside down. Yep. And so to be like, we all want to leave um, our mark or a mark on this yep. earth, but the way to be the greatest is to be the servant of all. And so that's why we talk about building. We're yep. building a legacy. We're building people. Yep. 
So when we're talking about living, what we're talking about is having a life that is sacrificed to God. God gave his only begotten son for us. He gave us, he gave us a life, and we've got one life. And so when we tap into discovering what it is that God wants to do with our life, then, then we, we're starting down the path. So for you, Andrea, it was to say, you know, we both had those adjustments made. When we, when we said, God, I'm here to do your will, we, some of those dreams that we had, we sacrificed. You know, I wanted to be a football player. I wanted to be an engineer. And God said, well, no, you know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be an athlete, but an athlete for my kingdom. You're going to be an architect. You're going to be a builder, but it's going to be building, the, building people and the house of God. So what I, what I thought I was seeing was, was, was being transformed. But God did that transformation in your heart. You know, when we talk about legacy, Andrew, I just want to go back to your motherhood and your vision was that you knew that you had a vision for our children. Well, we both did. And we knew that that couldn't be fulfilled unless we had hands-on, right? We realized nobody else could give them the future, the legacy that, that was in us. So that's why we chose to, you know, to home educate. The second thing we wanted to share with you today and in, in, in how to leave a legacy is learning. And what is learning in, in reference to all this? It is how we respond to those disappointments. So we just shared with you that they were a little change. You know, we couldn't have children for six years. And talk about a sacrifice that I know you were, were, were going to, you know, felt like God was going to make you or have you make. And we had to lay all that down. So there's going to be disappointments. I wasn't cut out for, the mis for missions. I, 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 I traveled, you know, to the, around the world and finally had a missionary come to me and say, David, that's not who you really are. You're a pastor. You're a leader. You need to be back back in the states and and to do that so how we embrace those realities in proverbs chapter 16 verse 9 it said a man plans his life and yet god determines his steps so we plan out our life andrea but it's god is the one so that's the the surrendered life but now we go through the process of learning legacy is something that's developed over time without question and so Again, not everything happens the way we thought it would happen. Sometimes we sacrifice our dreams for the sake of the great things that God has planned for us. And that's interesting, isn't it? Awesome. You know, to, to be able to lay down what we thought. But if we will have faith and trust God that whatever he has for us is even better, then, I mean, that's faith, isn't it? That's, that's really trusting. So it's a process of learning going through life it's taking the life that god has given us and then learning as god unfolds it because one of the things that we have learned andrea is that we've not known what our legacy is right is an unveiling of what our legacy is it it's learning through every year through every season through every you know point in your life it might be a disappointment it might be an incredible discovery Either way, God is teaching us. So if that's anything I can share with you, we can share with you today, is that to understand that as you embrace God, you're going to learn more about who you are. And that takes a life to do it, you know? Legacy comes from God's provincial will for us. And that's what we desire to know, God's pleasing and good and perfect will for our lives. Yep. And I was reminded of this powerful story about Amy Carmichael as far as we're talking about discovering our purpose and knowing how God has made us, learning 
through the disappointments, learning through the mistakes. Well, one thing that happened to Amy Carmichael, if you know of her, if you've heard of her, she was a powerful missionary to India. And when she was young and she was beginning to prepare for the mission field, there were things about her life or things about herself that she always resented or was disappointed about. And one of those things was the color of her eyes. And she had always wished that she had blue eyes and sort of, you know, went through that disappointment. But it wasn't until she got to India and she was being prepared and they were explaining to her about the culture and how she was going to have to become a part of the people so that she could share the love of Christ and do so many amazing things that Amy ended up doing. But one of the things that she realized is having brown eyes was going to be able to allow her to blend into the culture and she would not stand out and be like and look like an outsider so that she could do what God had called her to do. And it was such a revelation of God's goodness that he knew exactly what he had called her to do and gave her her um, specific eye color and prepared her by making her the woman that she was and all of the things that made her Amy. And she went on to serve in in India for 55 years. She opened an orphanage there. She wrote countless books and was a mighty woman of God. And I just was so inspired by that, by that story because so often we spend our time frustrated or yeah. wishing we had another call, yeah. wishing we could build, be building sure. a different legacy, comparing yeah. ourselves yeah. to everybody out there. Yeah. And in a culture of Instagram and you know social media, it's really easy to get distracted. Yeah. Sometimes we have to shut that stuff off so that yeah. we can seek God. As David was saying, seek and learn. We need to be students, remain students. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a place of humility because yeah. we're dependent on God, right? Yeah. For everything, we can do nothing good on our own. I mean, Jesus said that. Yep. And so in that way, we need to be um, seeking the Father and he will, uh, he will show us even down to the specification, the stuff that you're good at, the stuff that is in your heart to do. Um, and back to the lupine lady. I mean, she loved those lupines. Yes, I mean, did. she loved them. And she was like, yep. I love these so much. I want to share them with the world. Yep. So whatever it is in the, the glorious pursuits and the mundane pursuits, it all matters. And don't be disappointed when stuff doesn't work out because you know what I have found? Now that I'm in my 50s, like I'm learning stuff, listen up. So that when things seem to fail, they are beautiful and amazing moments when God is trying to get my attention, yeah. and he's trying to teach me to rely on him and to seek his face and to know his will. And you have to press, you have to press in for that. Yep. Scripture in Proverbs 4, it says, the path of the righteous mm -hmm. is like the light of dawn. Yeah. It shines brighter and brighter to the full light of day. He doesn't show it, us yeah. all of it up front. And when, yep. you know, if you're 18, you're here in the room, you just wish you knew, well, what am I supposed to do? And what right. college am I going to? And, you know, these are the dreams of my heart. This is what I want. How? But God doesn't show it to yep. us like that. Yep. It is unfolded, as David said. It is, it's revealed we got to go get it. We got to go search for it and continue to be a student. And also, as far as learning, like learning from others is a wonderful legacy yeah. because it, it shows value to people. When you, when you learn from them and you ask them questions and you draw them out, that is a great way to, to reach for your children and reach for your friends and reach for people in your life because you will continue to learn not only from the Lord and from the Holy Spirit, from, from others. Yep. Well... So one of the things that, that I wanted to come back to, Andrea, was just that how, you know, 
if we are fully surrendered to the will of God, should we ever be disappointed? <laughs> you know, and we really should, but we are. You know, I was thinking of this graduation season, and, you know, both of us, we were talking about that. We remember the time when we graduated. You know, they've been telling you, you got to go to school, you got to go to school. Well, one day you walk in and they say, look, we don't want you around here anymore. You're done. And so your life gets turned upside down, and, and you're reaching for a future, and you think you've got it. You know, you think you, you've got a plan, and you can kind of see it. And, and you may say, well, God gave me that. Well, you know what? He probably did. And I think God does give us milestones. And that's another aspect of the will of God and the things that we learn is that God may say, yes, you're going to do this one day. But where we miss it is the timing. We may think, it's, well, it's going to happen three years after I leave high school, or it's going to happen 10 years, you know, or all these different things. We think, and we get, of course, we're a little, you know, we're a little impatient. We want to see th those things happen right now. Or we even misunderstand what it is. Like in my case, to be an engineer, to be a builder, well, or to be a missionary. God said, well, yeah, you still are a missionary. Now you're just reaching people in Weldon and Northeast North Carolina. And, and, and you know what? I have still traveled around the world. I've been to Mexico, Argentina. I've been to Romania and Ireland and, and Africa. You know, I've been around the world and I've done missions, but it's just I'm not a missionary in the sense that I was thinking it. You know? So I have a great question for you, David, okay. about the will of God, because that's okay. what you're talking about. Yes, we might not have the timing. We might not have how is this going to play out in my life. Mm -hmm. And so how do we know the will of God? Yep. Well, we were talking about that in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. It, it gives us, you know, it gives us a, a, a snapshot and it, it's not complete, but we're, it's, it, it basically shows us the pathway and it says that what is our response to all these wonderful things that God has done for us as far as giving us a future and a hope or a purpose, right? What is our response to that? Well, it, it, he says that we are a living sacrifice. To, to determine the will of God, there in verse 2 of Romans chapter 12, he says that when we yield our lives to God, when we become that living sacrifice and yield fully to him, then we will know or discover the good pleasing and perfect will of God. So it's a learning process, folks. I, I tell you, I wish, you know, I could stand here and say that I knew exactly what God was going to do. In fact, in 22 years that I was down in Fayetteville, I always had in my mind, you know, a certain thing was going to happen. And you prayed me through a lot of those times. And you remember those moments, you know, they were just like, man, this, this is not turning out exactly the way I thought it was. But every time I embraced where God had us, you know, and just said, okay, well, this is what God, this is what God, then we would really have peace, we'd have joy, we would know we were right in the center of the will of God. And therefore, disappointment just melted away. And sometimes we may have faith to step out into something that we may not fully know yeah. is God. Yeah. And we're certainly seeking after him, and there's yeah. nothing that we are doing that would violate, you know, his word. But one one year when we were in Fayetteville, God really put a city on our hearts, and we went, and uh, we were going to be planting a church, and our pastor was sending us, and, and it was an incredible time in our lives. Meredith was born during that time, but, you know, it was, it did not go exactly the way we thought it was going to go. Yep. You know, we had these exactly. dreams for this city, and, and for the people that were gathering, that we were gathering around together, mm -hmm. and seeking the Lord, and we were having, you know, services on Sundays, and mm -hmm. it's just like things just didn't come together, and it was the death of a vision 
vision and it was like, God, we thought we knew your will. Yeah. We thought we heard you. We thought yep. you were blessing us. This is what we thought yep. that you wanted us to do. So guys, girls, everyone in the house know that there are going to be those times where, you know, we did step out of faith. We took a risk. And I think that's part of legacy too, yep. is teaching the, the, our, our young ones behind us and our families that, you know what, it's like having the courage of Daniel, having the courage of Abraham who left yep. everything behind and he was promised a nation. And you know what? He never even saw that with yep. his own eyes, no, he didn't. but God gave him a vision. He gave him the a promise. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The promise. And that was his legacy. And yeah. you know what? He did not see it with his eyes, but he's seeing it from heaven. Yeah. Yeah, and so right. that gives us such a perspective of the providence of God is so awesome because he will, if we seek after him, he will show us. And so when that church, um, you know, closed down, it was difficult, but we realized, well, God, you know what? You are you know, we may be failures, but you're not a failure. Yep. You are in control and yep. you are an awesome God. And so yep. show us what we're to do from here on, yep. from here forward. And it was a, it was a powerful learning lesson and, and know that when you're walking with God, those moments are going to come. They're going to come in your family's lives, in your children's lives. And it's how you respond, right? Yep. That's David? right. That's right. How you respond to disappointments, how you respond when stuff just goes yep. to, you know, it just falls apart, falls apart. Yep. And that, going back to that, what was interesting is that we were fully trained. We, you, I had a, you know, you were the worship leader. I was the pastor, the teacher. And we had, everything was in place. It, it should have worked. The church plant should have worked. But it was just like, it just, nothing seemed to happen right. And so God had us a lesson in, in there for us. And whether we jumped the gun or we did something to, I don't know. Either way, we learned, we grew through it. And so folks, to leave a legacy... It, it, just understand that it's going to be a lot of broken pieces. It's going to be a lot of experiences. It's going to be some disappointment, disappointments mixed in with impatience. And yet it all comes together. In the end, we will discover as it comes out of it, oh, wow, this is what you are doing, God. And so it's a learning process, all right? So don't give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. Okay, so let's finish with the last one, Andrew, and wrap this up today. Let's talk about the last thing, and that is loving. And so it's, so leaving a legacy, to build a legacy, we're, we're, we, we want to learn. We want to embrace the life that God has for us. We want to learn from the things that God is teach us, teaching us. And then finally, is learning how to love God and people. So a legacy, folks, is built on love. And that is something that, that is so incredibly important. We'll explain that when we talk about how to leave a legacy through love. So what we're talking about here is, is when we embrace our life, when we in, in, in begin learning and we understand that God loves us so much that he's giving us his very best, we want to pass that on. We want to pass on our relationship with God to the people that we love the most. So here's the thing. As your life goes on, you begin acquiring things, don't you? The best way to describe this is that how we begin gathering treasures. We begin, maybe you got that, that muscle car that you, you, you saved all your life to get. Maybe you've got jewelry. Maybe you've got, you know, money that you stashed away or, or, or you know, property or something. And one of the things you finally begin to learn is that you've enjoyed that all your life. You've enjoyed what it is that God has placed inside you. And, and you can't, I mean, you love it, right? You love what God has given you and not in an inappropriate way, but then what do you do with that? What do you want to do? Well, you realize you can't take it with you. And you want to give it to the people that you love. 
you want to pass it on. So that's a material way of describing what it is that we want. So we're not talking about legacy with the material things. It's just an example. But what we're talking about, what is it God is, what, is I, what have I learned? And now I want to pass it on to my children. I want to pass it on to my friends. So think about it. You've got something, right, Andrea, like your mom. I mean, I wanted you to tell everybody about that, your experience with her, to just give that background. You know, but we want to give those things of value in our life to the people that we love. So give us an example of that. And I love the baton analogy because when we have something that's treasured, yeah. we don't throw it. You don't throw the baton in the, in the relay. You don't in the head, you know. Right. In the relay race, you don't throw the baton. You actually have to hand it off. Yep. And that handoff is intentional. It's time. Yep. It's um, giving of yourself. It's giving in love. Well, you don't, and you don't want to, you want to make sure they don't drop it. <laughs> You're right. like, I want to make sure you get this baton because I, for us to win, I want you to win. And that's what we're doing, folks. Yeah. You know? And it's as if we're saying, the baton is yours. Yep. Now run. Yep. That's the heart. And so my mom, since we're celebrating Mother's Day, and, and um, I know that moms have such an incredible calling and such have made such an impact in our lives, whether we had great moms or not so great moms, I mean, we all know that they've made mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. Um, but my mom was definitely a woman who understood legacy, and I'm so grateful for that. And I want to be able to take that gift of legacy, and I, I want to pass it on to my children and to anyone and everyone in my life that I can touch with the love of, of Jesus. As David said, you know, he showed us, the Father showed his love by sending his best, yep. his only son. Yep. And so we want to be able to pass on that connection um, to the Father and that eternal connection. So my mom did that, and I'm so grateful. She poured into me. She gave me her best. And there were a lot of things that my mom could have done. She was a very accomplished woman and was a mighty military officer's wife. And she taught women, and uh, she could have been a writer. She could have been a great many things. Yeah. But she knew her calling as a mother and gave me her best and gave me her time. And she was always there for me, and she taught me the word, and she gave me her loving attention. She lived, she learned, she loved, mm -hmm. and she poured it into me yeah. so that now I can pour it into the next generation. Yeah. It is the baton. It's yeah. not something I take and just hoard it right. or I bury it yeah. or I'm like, well, thanks, Mom. I'm going to now do my, my own thing, but it is, it is, I'm accountable yeah. for that gift, and so love, so we're talking about living, learning, loving. Love helps us pass it along. Yes, it does. Love is the time that it takes to imprint upon our children a love for God and to teach them His Word and yes. His ways and how to walk through the pain of life and the betrayals. And my mom did that for me, and I'm so grateful. She fostered my gift in music. She gave me the best musical training that my mom and dad could give me. And I know that all of you parents out there, you're doing that. And it's such a blessing to your children. Because you know what? It's not about the music. Right. It's not about the dance. It's not about the soccer. It's not about the gymnastics, really. Yeah, it's about the right. life lessons. Yeah, and it's right. about taking all of that skill and all of that talent and all of that opportunity and bringing glory to God. Yeah. That is the most powerful thing my mom taught me. Yeah. And uh, I shared that story about how she made me take swimming lessons. I was like, Mom, you're cruel. I don't want to take swimming lessons. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of water. And she said, no, 
because I know you need to learn how to swim, but you need to learn the courage right. that it takes to swim. And, and to do those things, um, really, it's not about the swimming. It's the, it's the courage that she was teaching me. And she gave me opportunities. She also loved me enough to discipline me. I think that's part of legacy, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we're, the Father disciplines those he loves. That's, that's how right. Father does that yeah. for us. And you're passing, you're not just passing on love, you're passing on discipline. You're passing on value. You're saying, I value your life. I want you to value your life, you know. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. And character that comes that's right. with that discipline and understanding things like authority, yep. you know, universal principles that will, you know, guard your life. And um, so about the treasures, there, yep. my mom was definitely a, a lady who loved jewelry. Yep. And she had many pieces from her her mom and her grandmother and they were she was a classy lady and she loved to to dress nicely and she was always rocking the scarves she had a scarf collection and a ring yeah. collection and yeah. Yeah. you know um necklace collection and all of that as many of your moms did too i'm sure and one thing that really impacted me as my mom started getting older was that she began to bequeath items to us kids early and so one of her treasured um, rings she gave to me one day for Christmas. And I was like, Mom, what are you, why are you giving me this yeah, ring? This is, this is your ring. ring, you know. Yeah. This has been in your family. And she said, but I want to give it to you because I want to see you enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And that taught me her heart to take the very best, what it represented to her and what it was worth. Mm -hmm. She wanted me to have it so that then... I could enjoy it. I could feel beautiful in it. And she can see me enjoying that. And that, that's the picture, yeah. David, that you're describing of legacy. It yeah. is a gift. All of it. Nobody is without excuse. Yeah. We all have a legacy yeah, right. to, to give. And we will leave a legacy, a legacy whether it's good yeah. or whether it's bad. We will leave a legacy. And so about mom, I was speaking at her you know, um, celebration of life. And it was, um, I was reminded of that scripture in Proverbs 31 that says, you know, many do noble things, but you surpass them all. And about a woman of noble character. And I was thinking about all of those accomplishments and amazing things that my mom could have put her legacy, you know, or her pride in, but rather she, she chose the greater things. Yeah, she did. And you know, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord. And that is, that is what we want, right, ladies? That's what we want. And we want to be able to pass that on to our daughters and to our sons and to our daughters and sons of the faith, right? Because our, our mothering and our nurturing and our leading will never stop until we take our last breath. So I'm, I'm so grateful for the legacy that she has left in my life. This will be the first Mother's Day that I've celebrated without her. And I know many of you, you know, have that have that loss, but just just know what a gift, you yeah. know, and that you can um, celebrate her nonetheless. One of the things that we're trying to communicate here, you know, from Andrea's mom and for those people in our life that, that took the time to pour into us, what we're saying is it was love that was the, was the transference there. It was love that made it happen. And how do we learn that? Well, we learned it from God himself. The scripture says that for God so loved the world, right? That God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God gave us his best, didn't he? He gave us what he treasured, and that was his son. That's our example. 
And so when we're talking about legacy, when you put it all together, see, we, the people that we love, we want to give them our very best. We want to give them of, the, of our time, our energy. We want to take and make the most of every opportunity that we're given. So folks, as we translate that into our lives, we're not just talking about family, even though family is very important. We've given you a lot of examples from that. And, 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 and we, we believe that. We, we uh, embrace that in our own family. But what about the family of God? What about within the church? Well, of course we can do that. And so when we embrace the purpose that God has for our life, that we're here for a reason. And when we learn, we grow every single day and we begin to gather our treasures. When we begin to gather what it is that he's placed inside us and he thought enough of it that it was important that he would put it inside us, whatever that gift might be. And then we turn around and we love others with that gift. We take time and say, you know what? Because here's the thing, folks, we can't take any of this with us. We can't take the opportunities back. When we go to heaven, we'll never get another chance to, to, to pour into that, that young man, that young woman, to take time to spend more time with your children because one day they grow up and they're leaving, right? And, it, and it's over. And so legacy is what we're trying to share with you today is that legacy just doesn't happen. I mean, I guess it does. And, and, and that we're not making the most of the opportunity that we're given. Like Andrea said, it's either good or bad or something in between. But if we really determine to say, you know what? We want to make something of our life. We want to embrace what it is that God is teaching us. And then we want to ask God to open our eyes of who we are to pass this on to so we can change the world. And we can. I was thinking that one of the most powerful parts of legacy is that we would leave behind a message, an example that brings such glory to God Amen. that people don't even remember our name. Mm. And to live with that idea, and there's nothing wrong with having, you know, incredible endowments named after you. Or I mean, buildings. That's a, exactly, <laughs> buildings yeah. and, and pews and amazing, mm. you know, accomplishments and edifices and things like that. That's amazing. That, that's an honor. Yeah. And, and I... I love that. We celebrate that like because God loves to honor, you know, those to whom honor is due, which yep. is what we're doing today yep. as well. But also the idea of doing something for the Lord and continuing to live a life in such a way that you, you completely decrease and he increases. And I think about one of the things the Lord has shown me is how can I make the people around me succeed mm -hmm. even farther and, and do better than I do and, and surpass me in every way. Mm -hmm. That is a great just little nugget of how you can leave a legacy because I think of all the men and women in the scripture and the lives they led and they, many of them, you know, we laud all of the things that they do, but look at the things that are written in between the lines. Yeah the sacrifices and Hannah, you know, seeking God for a child and then having to give him up and the things that we do in secret, God sees it. Yep. The prayers that you pray, that's part of your legacy. The worship, when you worship over your family or that loved one or that child, that is a prodigal. Yep. That those are the things that are unseen. That is part of your legacy and, and God will bless every single one of those sacrifices. And so I just encourage you to look in the word at 
these awesome men and women, and we, we, we can relate to them. Some of them were a mess. A lot of them were a mess. Some were, on, you know, were honored with noble birth, many of them not. Like, we can find somebody that we relate to, and, and, and to see that it's the things that, that are done quietly without any fanfare or announcement, that that is a powerful legacy. Yep. So we want to finish this morning by just encouraging you. And, you know, Andrew, you mentioned to give honor to whom honor is due. And so there, every, all of us have had people that have sown into our lives. All of us. So what we're saying is, look, be, live life on purpose. Be a person who passes on what it is that God is teaching you. You know, and think about the legacy. You know, because like I said, when your life is over, it's finished. We can't do that anymore. And then, and also we can't be, show gratitude to those people who uh, have sown into our lives. So that, that's a good encouragement that I'll finish on, on here today, is that we should take a moment, whether, and of course, begin with our mothers, if, if they're alive and we can pour into them, or, or just share the stories about our mothers to, to the rest of our family, to, to, to laud what it is that our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, people in our lives, our, you know, coaches, whatever it might be, that we take a moment to give honor to whom honor is do. And, what, and I've noticed, Andrew, when you do that, you actually unload even more of the legacy that, that we even forgot. And, and that we can, again, build up and strengthen and live on purpose so that we can uh, have the greatest fruit. And you know what? Be like that Lupin lady, folks. We want to leave a legacy. We want to leave beauty. We want to change this world for his glory. Amen? And that is to, ultimately, the seed is to be able to share the gospel with as many other people as, as, as we possibly can. That's the greatest legacy we can leave. So folks, we're going to finish with prayer this morning. And again, thank you so much for coming today. We again want to say happy Mother's Day. And uh, again, we'll see you next week. But why don't we just finish in prayer here this morning.